The very first scene of The Sopranos, the HBO show that set the course for a new age of television, begins with a secret. Tony Soprano is sitting in a waiting room and he is looking around the room. It's quiet enough to hear a clock ticking, which makes the sound of a suddenly opened door startling. Dr. Melfi calls Tony into her office, he follows her in, and they both take a seat. Tony has the posture of somebody who is trying to look relaxed more than someone who is truly at ease. He looks to Dr. Melfi expectantly. She returns his gaze. The silence is awkward, and Tony taps his fingers to fill it. He breaks eye contact, glances up and away, and then looks back into her eyes and breathes in deeply. Tony Soprano is seeing a therapist. He doesn't want a soul to know. If any of his pals and business associates were to learn of it, they would think less of him. He is sure of it. It would make him look soft and weak, hardly what one would want to project as the head of an organized crime ring. Tony knows there is little risk of his secret being discovered. After all, in his line of work, secrecy is a job requirement. It's even central to the Oath of Omerta, the code of silence that criminal organizations have upheld for centuries. And it's not like, are you seeing a therapist? is a question that comes up in everyday conversation. Yet the secret weighs heavily on him. Why was this secret so burdensome for Tony? Psychologists have long believed that secrets take a toll on our mental and physical health. But the question of why has proved difficult to answer. For years, most researchers assumed that the act of hiding our secrets was what made secrets harmful to our health. The classic study design placed research participants in conversation with another person, from whom they were asked to conceal a secret. Often, the other person in the study was instructed to ask questions about the very secret the participant was instructed to hide. But does this situation capture the full scope of how people experience their secrets? Defining Secrecy Nothing is harder than living with a secret that can't be spoken. Edward Snowden wasn't worried about people asking about his secret, but rather was worried about how he could safely get his secret out. Snowden discovered that the National Security Agency was secretly engaging in mass global surveillance. They could just spy on the world without telling a soul, he wrote in his autobiography, Snowden believed that the program undermined the very purpose of the NSA, which was to protect civil liberties, not violate them. Snowden decided to become a whistleblower, but this presented two problems. First, there was the scope and complexity of the surveillance system. For the information to be credible, Snowden needed to reveal how the surveillance program worked. The way to reveal a secret program might have been merely to describe its existence, but the way to reveal programmatic secrecy was to describe its workings, he later wrote. This required documents, the agency's actual files, as many as necessary to expose the scope of the abuse. Which brings us to the second problem. The U.S. government does not take kindly toward the illegal leaking of classified information. 
I knew that disclosing even one PDF would be enough to earn me prison. Every move had to go undetected. While the NSA computers in use sent data processing and storage to the cloud, leaving digital paper trails, Snowden realized that the old NSA computers no longer in use, just sitting in an office discarded, could not be so easily tracked. But it would look strange if anyone saw him using those ancient computers. And so he copied the critical files at odd hours under the cover of darkness. I'd be sweating, seeing shadows, and hearing footsteps around every corner. He downloaded files to a tiny memory card, one too small to set off any metal detectors, which he carried out of the building, hidden in his pocket, and, on one occasion, inside his Rubik's Cube. 